Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of the QO Sports Network podcast. I'm your host, Adam Gotkin, and today we are going to be interviewing the Quince Orchard Athletic Director, Mr. Jeffrey Rauberman, and then we're going to have a bit of a segment where we're going to have a couple of our club members on, and we're just going to talk our favorite QO Sports memories, and we're going to introduce ourselves as it is just the first episode. So, before we get things started and jump into the first interview, I just want to give you all a bit of a preview of how this podcast is going to go. So basically, it's going to be a weekly podcast. It's going to be interview-centric, and we'll be interviewing a bunch of different people in the QO Sports community, whether it's media members, coaches, players, even some fans maybe, alumni, anyone who's really interested in QO Sports, who has a big connection to QO Sports, we're going to try and have them on the podcast, and we're just going to interview them, and then at the end of each episode, we're planning on having one of these, you know, roundtable discussions with all of our QO Sports Network club members, and it'll just be a fun time, so basically, I'm, I'm I, Adam Gock, and I'm going to be hosting all of the interviews in each episode, and then I'll be all on all of the roundtables. And then after that, each interview will be probably a different club member going to help interview. And then there's going to be a variety of different club members in the roundtable, anywhere ranging from just two people maybe one week to even five people another week answering all these questions. So it's really going to be a lot of variety. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I hope you enjoy. It's going to be a great podcast. And make sure to listen every single week. And enjoy this first interview with Mr. Raberman. Welcome, everybody. We are now joined in the podcast with Mr. Raberman, also known as Rabs. And Ben Strober is going to be joining us today for the interview. How are you guys doing today? Hey, fellas. How are you? Doing good. I am doing great, too. So, just first off, Rabs, I don't know how many people actually know. So it's obviously different right now without sports, but can you kind of entail what you normally do as athletic director and how it's kind of changed with this whole virtual school and no sports going on right now? Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm uh, really excited to start this podcast and uh, keep QO Athletics going as much as we possibly can during these strange times. So my job, uh, it's a lot of different things. I wear a lot of different hats. Um, you know, number one, my number one job is to run the athletic department in all facets of the athletic department. Um, I make sure that the coaches are certified. They have all of their classes done that they need to get done in order to coach because there is a process and things that they have to stay up to date with. So I, I work with that with them. Um, I take care of all the registration stuff. So when um, everybody's signing up for sports, I make sure that that is going well. I put people in the rosters and email those out to coaches and contact parents and, you know, kind of do all those things that, um, you know, to make sure that the registration is going the way it's supposed to, people are signed up the way that they're supposed to. And that way, when we start the sports season and that first day of tryouts, everybody is good to go and they know where they're at and they know where they stand and uh, they can get on the quarter field as quickly as possible and start with the tryout and, and get into the season. Um, I do the financial stuff, uh, you know, gate receipts, fundraising, um, budgets, all those things I'm in charge of. Um, game management, you know, I go to, uh, go to a lot of games and run the games, uh, make sure that, um, you know, 
the, the ticket taker set up with the money and the tickets. I make sure that uh, the officials get what they need. The away, I, I meet with the away team and greet them and make sure that they have everything and, you know, do crowd control and work with officials at halftime and, you know, just make sure everything goes smoothly uh, with conjunction in conjunction with admin and security, especially for those bigger games. Um, I'm sure there's things that I'm, that I'm probably leaving out. Uh, you know, we have 80 meetings uh, at least once a month. Um, I'm on different committees in the state and in the county. Uh, so I have those responsibilities um, as well as many others, but uh, that just gives you a little bit of an idea of, of what I do. Um, yeah, things definitely changed. Um, you know, the game management piece is, isn't there. Uh, we're not fundraising right now. Um, you know, so finan- we're not really buying anything. So the financial piece isn't as much, but, you know, we are starting the fall virtual season. So I'm dealing with that registration. And because coaches are running that, I have to make sure that their certifications are up to date. So, um, you know, that, that is, that is usual. You know, we're still having meetings and, and probably more meetings now just because, you know, we're getting ready to step into something that we've never done before. Um, so, you know, that stuff has remained the same. Um, obviously, you know, missing going to practices and um, missing being with the coaches and our student athletes and not being at the games is, is the thing that I miss the most and probably the thing that I enjoy the most out of my job. So, I definitely can't wait for some normalcy and, and, and things to get back to the way they were um, and, and, and get all of our student athletes safely out onto the field. Um, so just a little quick question. Just a couple of minutes ago, before we started recording this, I saw Delaware decided that they were going to start playing fall sports late. Do you see just from, I don't know if this is anything that you know, or just your personal opinion, do you see any way that we could have a fall sports season this fall? Or do you just think it's all going to be in the spring? Yeah, I, I just don't see that happening right now. Um, you know, I think we're pretty pretty late into the game, and um, you know, obviously we're we're not in school yet. Um, so I think I think as a state, um, you know, I think they're definitely gearing up towards the the second semester uh, and having fall sports that or having all the sports in the fall semester or in the in all. Let me say that again. I think. No, I don't think it's going to change. I think we are going to have all three seasons in the second semester, um, and uh, no, I just, I just kind of, I don't, I just don't see that changing right now. I mean, I've been wrong in a lot of different ways trying to test what was going to happen, but you know, I'm pretty confident when I say I think we're definitely looking at the second semester for in-person practices and games. All right. So I think Ben is going to now ask this next question. Okay, so when you first found out that you were going to be taking the job here at Quince Orchard, the new athletic director, uh, what thoughts went through your head? Like, tell me the, uh, tell me what the process was like transferring over, and you know what you expected, and how it, like was different than you might have expected. Yeah, so um, you know, before I was here, I taught PE and I was the varsity baseball coach at Gaithersburg. Um, so. You know, I was very familiar with Quince Orchard, you know, baseball-wise, Gaithersburg and QO when I was there. And, you know, we were, we were the top two teams usually in the county and, and definitely in, in the 4A. Uh, so Coach Gasway and I had a lot of battles, that's for sure. Um, but the, a lot of the Quince Orchard coaching staff I knew, you know, previous to, to myself getting the job through, you know, just being around the county and, and, you know, doing the things that I've done as an assistant athletic director, 
uh, at Gaithersburg and at Springbrook even before that. So I had a good idea of, of the people that were there. Um, I got my athletic administration degree uh, back in, uh, I guess it was 2016. Um, so I knew this was a path that I wanted to possibly take. Uh, I was fortunate enough to pretty much accomplish everything I wanted to coaching wise, you know, as far as winning a state championship back in 2015 and just the nine year run that we had was, was awesome. And you now I was ready to, to step on and have a new challenge. Um, I love sports. I had a tremendous amount of respect for Quince Orchard as a school, as well as their athletic program. I knew there were great coaches. It was, the community was, was second to none. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have left Gaithersburg for too many jobs because uh, I, you know, I was doing everything I ever dreamed of over there. But um, when this popped up, you know, I knew I had to uh, apply for it and I was fortunate enough to get the job. Awesome. Thank you. And so Thanks, I think before you mentioned that you are, of course, doing registration right now for virtual sports, what can students and parents expect for those virtual sports to be like? Yeah, so that is – that's one of, like, the hot questions is, you know, sports is supposed to be done in person. How can you do it online? So, you know, I think the main thing that's really important that everybody knows is that we, we want this to be a way for our coaches and our student-athletes to stay connected to one another. Um, you know, we want to use that time to really get something, you know, of, of value and worth to everybody. So that way when we step into the second semester and we start – you know, playing sports in person, hopefully again, um, you know, everybody kind of has a leg up and, you know, we've already been together in, in a capacity in, in you know, some sort of capacity. Um, you know, I think, I know that, you know, my two sons, especially my older one back when, you know, base, they're, they're two big baseball players and, you know, they play travel baseball and they didn't have that at all in March and April and May. And I know it was a struggle for them, especially my older one, not having practice or games and things like that. And it, it took a toll on him probably mentally. And I know it's doing that for a lot of our student athletes. Um, I know things have opened up a little bit more in the County. You know, we, his team, both their teams have been practicing. Uh, so they're, they're kind of back in the swing of things and you could definitely see a difference. So I think getting that combination or, or getting that connection with uh, our student athletes and their coaches is important. So, you know, we're going to do some character education stuff, some team building things. Uh, there'll be guest speakers from the county that the county brings in. I know Miss Bryn's going to speak with everyone, um, and we'll have a session with that. We have some of our sports that are bringing in guest speakers. We'll be doing some grade checks, um, you know, and also doing some sports-specific things. You know, coaches can bring up film and go over some things and put in new installs and, you know, really kind of, you know, get things started so the year um, when we go live, you know, is goes well. Um, and I, I just, you know, it's not it's not the same, but I think for our student athletes to be connected with each other and their teammates and their coaching staff, you know, is something that's really important. And, you know, obviously we all want to be in person, but uh, we're going to make the best of this situation and it'll be a good way for us all to connect. Yeah, I mean, I agree, of course, you know, I'm an athlete, I play lacrosse and it was really hard at first because we were really in the like we were really into things. The season was just starting. I remember we were in the middle of a scrimmage when they announced that it, we were going to be gone for just two weeks. And at that point we had no idea what was going to happen. It feels yep. like it was 10 years ago. Yep. <laughs> and, um, 
I remember, uh, I remember, you know, sitting in Miss Thomas' office and, um, you know, listening to that, uh, listening to that press conference live and everything being shut down for two weeks and, um, you know, wondering if the mulch sale was going to go on the next day and, you know, you guys were scrimmaging. Um, I think you guys were up at Linganore, right? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Baseball was at good council. So I think those scrimmages went a little extra long because we didn't know what the future was going to hold. Um, you know, maybe at that time, you know, we just didn't know what to expect. I mean, I guess what, that, that was March 13th or March 12th. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that feels like a decade ago. It feels so long ago. About and you know, it's months. hard to believe that when we walked out of school that day, um, you know, that was the last time we really saw each other and we haven't been back and, and it's September 10th. So, I mean, this is just, it's unprecedented. It really is. And, um, you know, we want the, we want our student athletes to be able to connect with each other and their coaches. And, you know, that's something as an athletic program and MCPS, we think is really, really important. Um, and, you know, that's what we're trying to accomplish with this. And, you know, we're not, it's not going to be four or five days a week, um, you know, two, three days a week, 45 minutes, an hour tops, because we know that you guys are on Zoom a lot. Uh, but we want to make it something that people want to go to and people want to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's big. And even if it's just talking on Zoom, just getting that social connection with your coaches and your teammates, I think it's obviously better than nothing. And right now, there's really not much that you can do. And it's, it's like I said, better than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, Mr. Raverman, when um, everything is back to normal, hopefully, you know, as soon as hopefully the second semester and, you know, moving into next year, what can we expect to see, like, what changes do we, can we expect to see with, uh, perhaps the stadium or gymnasium or just add-ons to things for the athletics? So I think right now we are definitely in the holding pattern. Um, you know, there hasn't been much done um, just because, you know, finances are what they are. We haven't been fundraising. Um, there's just a lot of things that are just different right now. So things are definitely on hold. Um, you know, I know that I've seen you, Ben, out on the track running around when I'm on the, uh, when I'm on the tractor. Uh, cutting the grass so you know keeping up with all of our stadium fields and our practice fields and the baseball field the practice field and the softball field you know has definitely been a priority um so you know though our fields probably look better than ever Um, they look really good they look really good Mm -hmm. so you know when everybody steps back in that's going to probably be it's definitely going to be better than it was before um you know we have uh you know both both the boys and girls locker room and team rooms have been completely redone, uh, new benches, new lockers, um, new, new, uh, new, uh, whiteboards. Um, so when you step in there, that's going to be new and clean and fresh and, and ready to rock and roll. Um, so that'll be, that'll be something that's good. And, you know, it's just really staying on top of things and, and making sure things aren't getting, you know, run down and things are staying up to the standard that we expect. And then, you know, when we have a better idea of, of what's going on, when things are starting, whether fans will be allowed or not, um, you know, we'll have a little bit better of idea of, of what we can do budget wise and, and some upgrades that we, that we definitely want to make. Yeah, that's great. So you've obviously now, this is what your third year here at QO as a third Four. Fourth? fourth. Oh, fourth. And so. Came in with the ninth graders that are seniors this year. Yep. So these past four years have been a pretty eventful four years for QA Athletics. And out of everything that's happened, what do you think has been your favorite memory and one thing that you'll never forget? Oh, man, there's so many. It's really hard mm-hmm. to narrow it down. I don't even, I don't even really know if I can. Um, 
you know, I, I'll be honest with you. One thing that really stuck with me and it didn't have anything to necessarily do directly with a sporting event was uh, when we turned the lights on for the seniors in the stadium back in the end of May uh, to celebrate their last day of school. And, you know, walking around there for the first time since, you know, November and just the feeling that the Cougar Dome has with the lights on and as the sun starts to set and, you know, just the games being played and looking out there and not seeing anybody, you know, that, that that's something that really stuck with me. And, you know, that felt like home, you know, that felt like home to me. And that, I think, I think that says a lot about our program, you know, the dedication that our coaches and our student athletes have and, and how much I truly love my job and really miss, you know, the day-to-day -day activities and the practices and the games and the competitions you know, that, that we go through, um, on a, on a daily basis. Um, so that, that's something that definitely has, has stuck with me. Um, you know, I think, you know, you make connections with certain teams as we, as we go along. I know the girls soccer program, you know, my first year, uh, you know, really kind of maybe exceeded expectations a little bit and got to the state semis. And, you know, I definitely had a really strong bond with those girls and, I uh, remember heading, you know, over, I remember that, you know, region final and the, the shootout win over Whitman, you know, that was one of the things that I'll always remember, um, you know, Palms, you know, Palms last year, they went through a lot of stuff and, and, you know, Coach Yak came in there and, you know, the, the girls just did a fantastic job. And I know that that first competition didn't go the way they wanted to. And, you know, they really turned things around and, and finished third in the County. And I think it was our first top three finish ever in division one. So that's something that will, that will definitely, you know, stick with me. And, you know, obviously, you know, Friday night football, you know, and, and, and not even just the games, but the crowd and the Red Army and the smell of the, the food. And, um, you know, that, that's always special. And I think that's a special gathering place for our community. And, you know, winning that state championship back in 2018 was, was awesome. And, you know, I know that before the game, there was, you know, coaches go through all their pregame stuff and, um, you know, it was a very emotional moment in the locker room that I got to be a part of when the coaches were talking with the kids and, and getting them ready to go. And, you know, that moment, you know, was different than the year before that moment. I like, I'm like, I'm like, North point has no chance. There's no way we lose this game. And, um, you know, we kind of took off from there and, you know, that's a night I'll, I'll always remember getting out of the car with the buses and the fireworks going off. That was pretty cool. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of great, things have gone on the last four years um i've left out a ton but you know those are probably the three or four things that that really uh that really have stuck with me yeah we've already recorded this but after this you guys are going to think to a bit of a round table discussion with me ben and then we also had sam salem on and we talked about some of our favorite qs sports memories and that state championship game is just something that i will never forget i, I was on the field for that one i remember uh still sobel and i interviewed you before that game and just the excitement and that was just absolutely awesome and i'll never forget that yeah. game and, it's a, and and i think the incredible thing is yeah for the coaches and, and, the, and our student athletes that put in all that time yeah it's very rewarding for them but just the pride that it brought the community and just walking around that next day and the week after and getting to go on pti and um, you know, you know, go down to the Capitol and get to do all the things we got to do. You know, there's just a tremendous sense of pride um, in our community for what our sports teams do. And it's not just football. It, it's everything. You know, when we had, you know, we had two state semifinal games back last, um, you know, last year, uh, last fall with field hockey and soccer. And just, 
you know, the buzz around it and the crowds that we had and, you know, field hockey upsetting Broadneck. It was, you know, the first time a Montgomery County uh, field hockey team beating Anne Arundel County team in like 13 or 14 years. Um, just, you know, the sense of pride that you get and, you know, how much it hangs on the community. I know the community misses our, our athletics for sure. And, um, you know, I can't wait to get back in that stadium and, and in the courts uh, in the, in, in the gyms and, and start playing again. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be a special time when, when this is over and we can move forward and, you know, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Cause I know, you know, this senior class has been with me for my first four years and, you know, I definitely want them to go out, you know, the way that they want to. Yeah. It's a special senior class. A lot of the teams this year, I was thinking had a lot of potential, especially football had a lot of potential this fall. So did girls soccer as always. And I think, I mean, same with the other teams too. Boys soccer as a new coach, a new coach can always be something very interesting. And I, I, it was, I was very excited for this fall, and hopefully we'll see it in the spring. And if we do, that'll just be absolutely awesome, jam-packed sports. And you know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if are you 100% sure of how a schedule will work if we do have sports in the spring. So nothing's been released by NPSSA. I do know that they will have all three sports seasons in. Um, I do know that we're looking at second semester. So we'd be looking at like February 1st for that first season to start. And then, uh, you know, that last season, whatever that might be, that then we're probably looking at that's going to go probably through the middle of June. So usually we're done by Memorial Day. So uh, we will, we probably, if as long as we play, we probably won't be done by Memorial Day this year. Um, so those are kind of the, you know, those are the things that I kind of know. Um, whether it's going to happen or not, I don't know. What the schedule is going to be like, I'm really not sure yet. There's still a lot of things to figure out. Um, you know, we're, we're planning on it to happen. Um, but until we get the green light, you know, it's, it's definitely fingers crossed. But, um, you know, I, I feel positive about it. But, um, you know, until we're out there and still until we start playing and, and start doing those things, I don't know if I'll, you know, really know whether it's going to happen or not until we're actually doing it. Yeah, that was one thing that I was definitely wondering. It was, could we keep playing after graduation? Because, you know, normally we end always before graduation, but that that is big if they can keep playing through June. Because, you know, it, it's getting all three of those seasons in within, you know, I guess a third of the time almost. It's it it it's definitely hard. Yeah. It'll it'll be it will be different. But, you know, I think last spring was just an unfortunate thing for the spring athletes and you know, this just hit at the wrong time for them. And, you know, there's really nothing anybody could do about it. Um, you know, I think at this point in time, we've got to do whatever we can to get all three sports seasons in and, you know, get get these seniors, especially, you know, the most of this senior year that we can possibly get them. So, I, you know, I think, I think that that's really important. Um, and, you know, hopefully that's something that, you know, we are able to do. And, you know, a vaccine will definitely help. And hopefully that's coming sooner rather than later. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, I, I can't wait to get back. And, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of the student athletes that I've talked to, um, they're ready to be back to school. And I don't know if a year ago, if I told them that they would believe me, but, um, not only athletics, but I think they're ready to get back to school and in the hallways and, and be back to normal. But, you know, we, we absolutely have to do it safely. And, um, you know, there's challenging, there's challenges that pro leagues and colleges are having right now. And, you know, we, we don't even have the things that they would, they would be able to have. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do everything that we can and hopefully step-by-step step we'll get back to that point. 
yeah, hopefully. Um, our guest next week will most likely be a group of uh, current QF football players that are juniors, all of which are, you know, really close to becoming starters and stars and that have got a chance to get offers. And, you know, they're juniors. This is just their junior year. But everything that they say, I'll bet, will really transfer over to the seniors too. Because people forget that high school sports, it's not just a game for some people. For some people, if – you know, if they weren't as good at sports as they are, they, they wouldn't be going to college. And it's really important. And I think we, we need to make sure that, one, it's done safely as possible because, obviously, safety becomes – safety is first no matter what. But also, it's, it's so important to physical health, mental health, and also just future. And having a coach is just so important in everyone's life. And I think that we really need to try and get back as soon as possible and – if we can in the spring, that would just be amazing. You know, a majority of states right now are playing, but Maryland has had a lot of cases. And Montgomery County's had, I think, passed over 20,000 cases in total today. And just the safety and it's, you know, what, the 15th biggest school district in the country. And there's just so much going on. It's, it's, a, it's very risky, but I, I think the state's making the safe decision. It, it's not a popular decision. People are very unhappy, and but I think it's it, it's the safe decision, and I think that's all really you can say because it's it, it's controversial. A lot of people are very unhappy. Yeah, and it, it's it, and I think it's a situation where we don't know what we don't know, and there's a lot we don't know when you look at you know what scientists go through and when they make you know their recommendations and stuff like that. It's usually based on years and decades of research and stuff like that, and. You know, this has been around since like February in this country. So, you know, I, I think they're very apprehensive on on what to do. And, you know, like one death is too much. If one person dies from this, if one young if student athlete or coach Absolutely. from this passes away, I mean, that's that's too many. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to you have to gauge both. Um, I think trying to buy this time for hopefully a vaccine to come out and, and be able to do this safely and, and, and getting more research, you know, is a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many things go on with athletics. Um, and yeah, it's great emotional social health, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of athletes in our County, not just at Quince Orchard rely on that senior year to be seen and possibly get a scholarship or, you know, an offer to go to college and, you know, that that happens at our school to five to 10 kids at least every year. Um, so, you know, have, being able to have that opportunity for us, for our seniors, especially, you know, is something that's important. It's recognized by, you know, County leaders and state leaders. And, um, you know, that's why we're trying to go forward in that direction of, of getting back on the field and playing. And, you know, hopefully with these other high schools that are playing, we'll be able to learn some things for them and see how it goes. Um, and then that way we'll be ready to go when, when we start taking the field again. Yeah, so uh, one last question here, and this is just something that I have personally always wondered since I was very young. And so obviously for these huge football games where the track is like three people, five people deep, and it's completely packed, have you guys ever looked into like extending the bleachers, adding bleachers behind one of the stands or anything like that? Has that ever been a thought in the athletic department? So I know that they got those bleachers that are there right now are relatively new. I want to say that maybe they were installed in like 2014. 
Yeah, they added like the you used to be able to like fall through. So yes. Yeah. yeah, I think they're yeah. So you can't do that anymore. They're not wooden bleachers. Um, so I know that those were replaced. I think at that time they did look at extending it, but I think the footprint of where that is and being able to have safe access in and out um, prohibited that from happening. Um, so I, I, I don't think, so that's not something that is able to happen. Um, I think the three, four, five deep kind of add to the mystique of, of what mm-hmm. those games are like, to be honest with you. Um, you know, if, if you want a good spot, gates open up at five thirty. get the, you yep. know, get there early and, and go and have a seat. You know, I know that we have a lot of parents and community members that come and, and, you know, they come during the day on Friday when we're painting the field and, uh, you know, they, they, they bring a couple towels and mm-hmm. some duct tape and, uh, you know, claim their spots. And, you know, I always remember that first Friday uh, when I was coaching uh, or when I was the AD uh, helping getting the field get ready. And I see these people coming in claiming seats. And I, I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, it would be great to have a, a bigger stadium. Um, but it's just I think with the footprint of – the way our stadium is and, you know, just people getting out in an orderly manner and, you know, this, the space that you need uh, just doesn't allow for it to happen. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's, you know, but it's like a weird hill and it'd be cool, but I, I just don't know, like you said, how like, actually practical it is. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you know, you have, you have, you have your band, the student section, you know, parents, fans, and then you got the middle school hill out there with all the kids playing football uh, you know, over there, you have the families down on the other side of the track and then, you know, people, people go ahead and spill out and, um, you know, it's, you know, obviously it'd be awesome, you know, to, to be able to seat everybody and, and really see how many people are there. But, um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty cool thing that it, it's like that. Yeah. Um, it's personally my favorite stadium in all of the County. And so uh, I, agree with you I there. think. I think that's all we have. Thank you so much for coming on. Awesome, guys. I appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, best of luck on this venture moving forward. And uh, if you ever need me to uh, come back or, you know, even interview some people, let me know. I'm, I'm always up for it. But, uh, but great job thinking this up. And, you know, this is, this is part of what makes QO Athletics so special. And, um, you know, we were getting ready to jump QO Sportsnet even further uh, you know, when the, when this pandemic hit and, you know, we're going to keep our foot foot on the gas pedal and, and keep moving forward and, and do great things with this. So thank you guys for all that you do. Thanks yeah, of course. So, uh, thank you so much for coming on. All right, fellas. Take care. You too. All right. You too. Now we're going to be heading into the segments. And today what we're going to do is just give a little bit of an introduction to each person that's going to be on here during this segment and then after that we are gonna each talk about our favorite QO sports memory and also kind of talk about that moment in general and then just some other big QO sports moments in the past so to start things off I'll do a bit of an intro of myself I'm Adam Gotkin I am the president and founder of the QO sports network I'm a junior at Quince Orchard and I guess the reason I started this network just to get you guys to know me more is that I've had a complete love of journalism, broadcast journalism, my whole entire life and sports. And my dream is to become a play-by-play man. My dream is to become the next Joe Buck. And the QO Sports Network was the best way to try and make that dream come true as fast as possible. 
and it's been an amazing adventure. You know, we started over a year ago, and a year a year ago, I don't think we were expecting any of this to be the way it is now, but it was an amazing first year. We did just about 30 broadcasts, and I just want to thank everyone who's listening here and who tuned into a single broadcast. It really means the world to me, and it was it was an amazing year. And so that's me. I'm now going to pass it on to Ben Strober. He's another one of our QO Sports Network, I guess, club members. And uh, Ben, how about, you introduce, how about you introduce yourself now? All right, what's up, guys? I'm Ben Strober. I'm a senior at Quint's Orchard this year. And uh, I probably I joined this club just because I've always been really into sports. And I started sports writing uh, pretty much back in my freshman year. And then... I joined the town courier for an internship that uh, Adam actually brought me into. So I have a lot of appreciation for that. And um, it was a lot of fun working with him with that. And then once he started uh, taking off with this, you know, I thought this would also be a great opportunity for me to expand my journalism, extracurricular activities and just, you know, get better because I want to also study journalism in college and uh, pursue a career. Yeah, thank you so much, Ben. Sam, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm Sam Salem. I, uh, I'm a senior at Orchard, and I, I've always loved broadcasting. I mean, my dad went to school for broadcasting and radio, stuff like that. And I, uh, I, I called a couple games, a couple football games with Adam, and that was some of the most fun I've ever had, I think. And I just, uh, I love it. I love sports, sports broadcasting. It's, it's great. And I, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, it was an awesome year last year, and I bet we're going to talk about some of those memories coming up. And as I said before, and kind of just mentioned there, our segment today, we're going to change up these segments a lot. We might go into what we think the spring sports could have done last year if they weren't canceled, and maybe what we think, like a bit of a preview of what we think the fall sports could have done if they weren't postponed in our future segments. But today, it's just going to be an intro, our favorite queue of sports memories, and I guess I'll start off. For me, it's it's hard to pick one. I mean, I've been attending QO sports games for as long as I can remember. I, I don't remember a year where I didn't go to a single QO football game. And I, it's hard to, it's really hard to think what one. I think it's got to be between the state championship game that we won back in, I guess, what, 2018? I was on the field there for the town courier and that was just absolutely amazing. And the story of the team that year after Tyler, Terry, and just how the team came together, how the community came together and then to end up winning the title. I think that might've been my favorite memory just because it was the state championship game and I was on the field and it was the biggest game for QO football in a long time. But there's also just so many other memories that I think of. It was a loss, but the QO versus Bolas game a couple years ago when it was at QO. Bolas ended up rushing in the field, but it was one of the most exciting QO football games I've ever watched in my life. And there's just been so many memories. I think the atmosphere at QO, and I've been to a lot of different away games for QO. No No atmosphere, I think even comes close. You could say that, I guess, the black hole or whatever they call it at Northwest has a very comparable student section. But when it comes to the alumni, when it comes to the parents, there is no one even close. 
to QO. No one packs the trap like QO. Damascus, you, you know, Damascus has all of their fans and they go every week. But it's and it's it's different and I don't I don't think Damascus honestly counts as much because it's like a small town, it's a country town, it's a lot different. Q, you know, while Gaithersburg is a big just like suburb. It's really a suburb. There's no community. There's houses next door that are QO versus Northwest versus Wooden, yet they all come together. All of QO comes together to cheer on QO football. I mean, I have a lot of memories from other sports, too. I mean, as a lacrosse player, there's some memories that I definitely have playing for QO, but I don't think anything ever beats QO football. So um, I guess I'll throw it over to Ben now. Ben, what's been your favorite QO sports memory? So this is a really uh, challenging one for me just because I've seen so many. I mean, you could say, like, the basketball team beating Wise in the uh, state semifinals, that was pretty insane. You know, That was insane, the fact yeah. that mm-hmm. Wise was, like, one of the best teams in the whole, like, country ranked for that point. But I'm going to give this one to back in 2012 when I was actually – this is my first year being a ball boy for the football team. I was in fourth grade. Um you know, the QO football team, They tra- we traveled all the way up to Westminster High School in Westminster, Maryland. It took about an hour and 45 minutes to get there. It's freezing cold. Day after Thanksgiving, and uh, Quince Orchard, you know, pulled off a nail bite at the Westminster, missed a 37-yard field goal at the as time expired to go back to the state championship. And uh, that was so exciting for me just because that game was just like, it was such a close game the whole game. QO got a long, like, 80-yard touchdown to take the lead in the fourth quarter. And then when the kick missed, the, the, the whole QO team stormed the field. And just, like, seeing all the people that came all the way out to that game and just freezing, it was pretty It was pretty incredible to see. And then it was also remarkable to me after the game when Coach Mancarini brought the whole team together. And he said, like, we got a business trip next week in Baltimore. And unfortunately, yeah, they lost 12-7 the following week to Wise. You know, it was the first time they played them. But that game was just, you know, pure pandemonium. And it was just really exciting for me, especially at such a young age. Yeah, I, I remember that game. I was there. And it was kind of a weird story for me because we had actually left the game early. We were sitting in the parking lot because we, we left right when we saw they had a field goal close. We were like, oh, my God, we're losing this. We can't see them lose like this. It's going to be so sad. And so we left, and we were just sitting in the parking lot, and we were about to drive away. And then they missed the field goal, and we see – and we just hear it. It's, like, so loud, and we see someone rushing the field, and we can't tell who it is. And then we see on the scoreboard that Quince Orchard won, and it's just I, – I remember being so upset that we left, and – I've had a lot of bad stories about leaving games early. I've missed, I've never seen a walk off in Major League Baseball live. Yet I've been to like a good five games where my parents have made us leave early when there's ended up being a walk off. And I, I absolutely hate leaving early. Although whenever we do leave early, the team ends up winning. It feels like, but I, I just hate it. But I remember that Westminster game. That was absolutely insane. I think that was one of the better away atmospheres in a while i mean of course qo travels well no matter what i don't think it's at the same standard that it used to be you know the northwest game not last year two years ago that was away that was a good traveling crowd but i don't think there was a single game this year that we played away that had more than like 20 students there i mean it was it was it's the red army and I've given the Red Army a lot of crap in the past. 
it's just it's not at the it's not where it used to be. And it's obvious everyone knows that when you're in the third round of the playoffs, you are you're in the state quarterfinals and it's not even full at the start of the game. And yes, it's cold. But at what point is it the state quarterfinals and you go and support your team? And that that Westminster game was probably just as cold or even colder than the state quarterfinals this year. And the away side was completely packed. Yes, that was semifinals. But we had the semifinals at North Point, right? Or we had some away game at yeah, North, North Point. Point was there. Yeah, the away game at North Point in, I think it was, what, 2017, 2016? I, I remember going to that one. That was hard to convince my mom to drive me to that, like an hour and a half. I was like seventh grade, I think, or sixth, eighth, no, eighth grade, I think, that one. Yeah, but, my freshman year. Yeah, eighth grade year. And that was about the same distance as Westminster, both state semifinal games. And it just it wasn't full. There weren't that many people there. I remember that was a really cool stadium. You know, North Point came out in like a uh, – they had one of those like glow-up things. Yeah, it fell over. It fell. It fell yeah, over. Uh, it fell over. But it was a cool game, and – it was. It's just the Red Army hasn't been where it used to be, and it 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 definitely you can kind of feel it. You can you can tell when Q when Q of football is doing good, and you can tell if it's because of the Red Army. And I think that was one of the reasons that Northwest won the state semifinals game last year. The traveling black hole was insane. They overpowered they, us somehow. A hundred percent. It was an away game, and I remember Sam not Sam. I I called that game a few right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were on the field. We we could barely hear the QO side. And the Northwest side was screaming. And I remember walking, we walked up to both fans with A.O. Griff, the amazing videographer. Mm. And QO's like, yay, videographer. Northwest, they're going absolutely mental. Wild. They were going insane. And it's just the difference. And it's, it's got to change. And this year, even if we do have sports in the fall, like late fall, even if we do have sports in the spring, there's probably not going to be fans. And so it's all up to next year, a year removed from having fans there. And it's, I'm going to be interested to see what happens. And people everywhere are becoming less, less, I guess, involved in, not less involved in sports. I think there's just as much, if not more people involved in sports, but there's less people actually going to games. And, I don't think we know the reason for that. I mean, I don't think it's because of the QO Sports Network. I don't think that many students were listening to us on radio. It was a majority of you know parents and grandparents. I don't think it was students because we had not that many people listening to us for some games that were empty. And then a lot of people listening to us for games that were completely packed. So it's, 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 not, because of co- it's not because of more coverage. It's, I think it's just because of a simple thought that it's too cold. I don't want to go I, stand I in the cold. What's your theory, Ben? My theory is, you know, um, QO's just been such a dominant program over the past few years that most people, you know, when they're playing a school that's not Northwest or Damascus or one of the one of the other teams mm-hmm. from out of county, you know, people just go, oh, why would I even go? Like, they're just going to win. It's going to be 50-0 at halftime. But what people don't understand is, like, when you go to a Quinn game, like, 
you're watching the best level of high school football. Like the the players that Quinn Sorge have, like that is like the most elite high school football you will find in this area, and that's something that people should really appreciate when they watch how these how good these athletes are, especially in high school. Exactly, I think that is a big thing. But even the Northwest game, even the the Damascus game, I think was the biggest Red Army presence, and that was the first home game of the year. Yeah, but the, the Northwest game, they just weren't that loud, and. It was a complete upset. Chio was by far the more talented team. But it was just a simple, I think, they're just used to being so good. And when they lose, it's a disappointment. But when they win, it's like, oh, we won. Like, wasn't expecting that. And it was like, oh, I was expecting that. Everyone's going into the game like, oh, we're so good. We're going to, because yes, is insane. You're never going to find a public school in the area with as many top caliber recruits year in, year out as Quinn's Orchard. But even then, there's the games are still close when it matters. You know, Northwest were very close games both times this year. Wise last year, very close. Northwest last year, very close. All the games are are very close when they matters. Even that Arundel game in the state quarterfinals, that one ended up getting pretty close near the end. Arundel almost Tied it up, then Hugh was able to pull away. But it's it's not like you're watching them loot win sixty to nothing every week. And when they do, you should just watch it and be like amazed. Just be like, this is incredible. Like I'm so lucky to be able to watch multiple people who my guess is there's at least two players on the current on that have played for QO in the past two years that will be in the NFL. At least two. I think I think Ryan Barnes, personally, I think he's a lock for the NFL. Just he I think he has that mentality. He has the literally perfect size. I think when you look up how what should a defensive back look like, you get Ryan Barnes. I think Ryan Barnes, especially he's gonna be at Notre Dame, I think he's gonna make the NFL. I think Chop's got it. Chop has that story. Chop has everything. He has the motivation. I think he makes the NFL. Marcus can make it. Quez can make it, you know, there's so many guys who can make the NFL, and you never see that from public school. Maybe Wise, Wise is, but Wise is, a, Wise is just a completely different monster, and people just need to appreciate it. I think it's as simple as that. There's no appreciation for how actually good football they're watching. Like, if you go and watch BCC versus Wooden, maybe two, maybe one player on each team will play at like an FCS school or like a D2 or D3 school, you're watching like at least 10 D1 players on the field when you're watching Geo Northwest. On the same you team can... almost. It's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And there's just no hype around it. Well, there's hype, but it's like fake hype. So like, oh, we're playing game. We're going to win. And I remember talking to people before the Geo Northwest game. And they were like, yeah, we're going to win. We're going to win. And I was like, they were like, we won last time, we're going to win. And I was saying, I don't know about that. Northwest has probably the best coaching in the county. I think Northwest is the best coaches in the county, and I think that's probably an undeniable statement. Chris Samuel. Yeah, Chris Samuel is just absolutely insane. Coach what, Neubenizer, Neubenizer. He, he is outstanding coach with what he does with his talent that he has. And he's got talent. He's got Caden Prather, who's absolutely insane. You know, Ryan Beach, Jordan Morris, they're all really, they were all really good last year. 
But with what he has compares to what compared to what Kyo has, he just adjusts so well. And I was saying, look, they they lost. They've lost to us what three times in a row now. We beat them in the regular season last year. We beat them in the postseason last year. In the regular season last year, and we won the time before. I don't think I think well, it's been, like, it been like it's been like five games or something. It had, maybe no. It, I think it might have been more. Been they hadn't beaten us in the playoffs since twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. They didn't beat us in the playoffs since 2015. They had that motivation. And I remember talking to Chad Ricardo before the game. He was saying, actually, this was before, actually, the, the regular season. And this wasn't even before the playoffs. He was saying, Kua walks around the practice field like they're going to win. They know how good they are. And they are good. They are insane. They, but they know how good they are. Northwest is a completely different environment. They're walking around the practice field. They are running everywhere. They have that motivation. They have that pure underdog mentality that wins. And, you know, they ended up falling to Wise. But that was a really close game. It doesn't look like it by the scoreboard, but I was on, I was at that game. I was on the field covering it for the Town Courier. That game was really close, and Northwest had a chance to win it. It was just a turnover that messed them up, and then Wise got all the momentum. But Northwest has that underdog mentality, and – I was excited for this year because I thought Kua would finally have that underdog. They had lost again because since 2016, they haven't had it. They keep on beating Northwest. And now that they finally lost, this was their chance to have that underdog mentality, especially because they lost to Northwest and they lost to them in the semifinals. And you're not expecting to lose to Northwest in the state semifinals because we've never played them in the state semifinals before. But you were that close to the championship. And I think they know... And I think they really wanted that revenge, and they just they didn't get a shot at it. And hopefully we can have football in a couple of months, but I don't know. We'll see. And I think that's the big thing about QO football. Sam, we've completely gone into a different conversation. We haven't asked you yet. <laughs> what is right. your favorite sports memory? I, I mean, it's really difficult to pick, as both of you said, I, just because I've been to so many games over the years. But one that really, really stands out for me is, uh, I think you mentioned it, Adam, uh, like a Bullis game. It might have been 2017. It, I think it was our freshman year, Ben. Um, yeah, one of the, yeah, one of the first games of the season. I think it was like the first game as a freshman, as like a, a QO student that I had been to a game. Was the home or the away game? It was, it was a home game. Okay, yeah, that was 2017. Yeah, and that, that was – First of all, just like an incredible game. And um, usually when you go to a, a QO game and you're not a student, you don't stand in the bleachers. It's a completely different thing when you're in the bleachers. And so mm-hmm. I think just being in the bleachers for the first time um, with, the, with the Red Army, which I will say since then has really gone very downhill, like you said. That was, I don't know. That was the best it's been in a while. Right, I don't know what's happened since then, but it's 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 gotten really sad. I don't know if people are just embarrassed to be too rowdy. I don't know what it is. Couldn't tell you. It's quite upsetting. Yeah, it's but crazy idea. Right, and I, it's just it's also a matter of school spirit. I don't know. Kids don't care as much anymore. Which is weird because now we have Miss Thomas and Mister Radman, who are both mm-hmm. so school spirit oriented. Right. Like it, it's it's weird. Like you, I feel like I I was never who was Miss Working the old principal. Mm-hmm. I I was never there with her. 
But from what I've heard, my brother was there with her. It was not, she's not even close to the school spirit that Miss Thomas had. Miss Thomas no. is at every single sports game. And after this, I mean, Ben mentioned the QO-wise playoff game. I'm going to mention a couple other sporting events that I've had good memories from other than football. Of course, everyone watches QO for football. That's where all the fans are. But we want to talk about other sports too, and we will in just a minute. But I'll, I'll let you keep going, Sam. Oh, um, I mean, other than that, there's there's one other thing that's I think probably more specific because it's it's it was a um, I forget what the tournament's called. It's like the for basketball, a winter tournament. I forget the name of it. Um, but uh, yes, the winter break one. Yes, the yeah the winter break one. I, I am completely blanking on the name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Um, it was, it was a JV. It was the JV game, and I remember. Uh, I think it was tied, and Brian Ropoletsky, he goes up for a layup, and he he wins the game with like maybe two seconds left on the clock. Oh yeah, like a buzzer beater. We stormed the court. It, it's it's a great moment. I don't think I'll ever forget. That was a good. Do you remember that, Ben? Yeah, I remember. Ropoleski had a reverse layup at the buzzer. Right. Just that was that was pretty good. So we've we've talked uh, boys basketball and football, but other than that, of course, we have a lot of other sports at QO. And I think as a lacrosse player, I went to a lot of lacrosse games in the past. So I've got a lot of memories from that. I don't know if I've been to that many QO baseball games, but for lacrosse I mean, all I remember is just every year losing to Churchill. It's just losing to Churchill in the playoffs. And there were a couple of years where it was really close. Jay Christensen's years, he was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I used to, I used to go to those games back when I was in like fourth or fifth, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It was so much. It was just Jay Christensen. Jay Christensen scores again. Jay Christensen scores again. And now his sister Emma is in your guys' grade, committed to Virginia Tech for girls lacrosse. And I really hope that she gets a senior season because I think she's got a chance to do something special with QO girls lacrosse. And if she played last year, she probably would have broken the record for most goals. I'm pretty sure she was close after just two years. Yeah. But she would have been really close to that record. And without a junior season, it definitely hurts a lot. But she's going to be something really special at the next level for girls lacrosse. For girls soccer, um, I think they've been close. They've been really close recently. I, I remember it was, oh boy, it was QO versus, it might have been Northwest. It might have not been. But it was at Gaithersburg High School. And QO, the other team... It might have been wounded. I don't. I'm completely blank. I, I, co- I was covering this game for the Town Courier, and at the very last second, a split second after the buzzer yeah, went off in the game, yeah, it was Northwest. A split second after the buzzer went off, Northwest scores, and I had it on. I had it on video. I had it where you can clearly see that the ball goes in after the buzzer goes off, but there's no VAR. There's no replay, so they can't say look at this video and i was talking to the side ref during it the side ref was like can I, he was like can you like quietly show me the video and i'm like i'm like oh. sorry no cursing i'm gonna go bleep that out after let me actually write that <laughs> 25 25 minutes in. <laughs> 
Um, sorry, this is some family-friendly content. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, oh, bleep. I need to go talk to the main ref. And the main ref had caught it a goal after Northwest was arguing. And then they were like, no. And then the side ref was like, no, that's not in. And it was not in the goal. But that was absolutely insane because we were just standing there for like 20 minutes, just like waiting for them to make a decision. And it was for, I think, I think it was the section championship that year. It might have been the regional, but I think it was the sectional championship. And it was absolutely insane. And they won and they ended up losing in the next round, I'm pretty sure. But that was an absolutely insane game. And that's probably, that was one of the more fun ones to cover. If there's any fun, if there's any one memory that I have at Quince Richard Sports Network, it's 100% the first game that I ever called on the QS Sports Network. It was the first game that I had ever called live. I've done games off like monitors off the TV before, but I was using my Chromebook and completely non to my knowledge, Chromebooks do not work with the platform that we were broadcasting our games off of. And so it just didn't work. And like every three minutes it would cut off and the stream would die. And I had never watched a volleyball game before in my life live. And I was so confused. And QO has a lot of like weird, hard-to-pronounce last names on their volleyball team. And it was complete just awfulness. And it was a good game. I remember getting excited. It was Volleyball is very exciting. But it was, it was just it was absolutely crazy. And I don't think I'll ever forget that one. I don't think you ever forget your first game that you broadcasted. Other than that, there was... A couple of fun QO boys soccer games. I think, I think it was against Clarksburg. We scored a lot of goals. It was like a Saturday afternoon. It was a fun one. I remember scoring on a penalty kick. It was always fun to call. And then, yeah, I mean, I remember calling a field hockey game this past year. That was a funny memory. And field hockey makes no sense at all. You can explain field hockey to me with the best field hockey player in the world, and I will still not understand why there is a whistle every five seconds. It is the most frustrating sport in the world to watch, and I will never, I will never understand it. But it was, it was fun. It's always fun to try something new. I'll do it again. Hopefully, I can go more field hockey this upcoming year. But um, I, that's all the QO sports memories right now that I can think of. Do you guys have anything else to mention? Um, um, let me think. So, going back to the basketball team, going against the like that one year where they made the state championship, that was a really fun year for me because uh, I was like, you know, my, my good friend Teddy Kelly's brother was the leading scorer, and uh, there was a lot of fun to watch that year because he would consistently, him and Johnny Firestein would combine for like 30-plus points a game. and just uh, That was a fun team. A lot of three-pointers. That's the best field basketball team of all time. They were really good. Yeah, that was a really fun team. We'll probably talk about them during one of our other segments and just completely make one of those about it. Maybe we'll try and have John here, one of those guys who's on the team on the podcast. That'd be a lot of fun to talk about that run. But um, I think that's all we have for this segment. That was a lot of fun, guys. And with that, that is the end of episode one of the QO Sports Network podcast. We've got to find a shorter name. It's too long. But um, thank you all so much for joining us. It was so much fun. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview with Mr. Radman. If you have any requests for anyone that you'd like to interview, um, just send it in. Just add us on Twitter, DM us on Twitter or Instagram, and we will greatly, greatly take any requests. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. See you guys next week. See you.